Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew 6, 1-8, called How to Seek First His Kingdom and His Righteousness. Matthew chapter 6. If you have your Bible with you, go ahead and open it there. We're looking at a message on how to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. You could call this the kingdom way. We're moving verse by verse through the book of Matthew. If you're able to, would you stand with us? We're going to read verses 1 through 8 together, and then we're going to drop to verses 16 through 18. Don't worry, we'll come back for a separate message of the Lord's Prayer together, but we're going to look at three topics that will make sense to us as we read through. So this is Matthew 6, verse 1. Jesus speaking, beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them, otherwise you have no reward with your Father who's in heaven. So when you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that you may be honored by men. Truly I say to you, They have their reward in full. But when you give to the poor, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving will be in secret, and your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. When you pray, you're not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners, so that they may be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. Verse 6. But you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door, and pray to your Father who's in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. When you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. So do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Dropping down to verse 16. Whenever you fast... Do not put on a gloomy face as the hypocrites do, for they neglect their appearance so that they will be noticed by men when they are fasting. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, so that your fasting will be no- so that your fasting will not be noticed by men, but by your Father who's in secret. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Amen. We're going to say a brief prayer, but in order to do this properly, I'm going to go back to the music closet. So I'll see you guys. No. Public prayers, okay. We'll talk about that in a second. Father, Abba, you have not given us a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but a spirit of adoption by which we cry out, Abba, Father. You've adopted us into your family. We have a relationship with you through Jesus Christ. And so we want to have a proper understanding of what you're saying here. And we, we, we want to have the freedom to walk with you in relationship. And yet we want to be careful that we don't put on a show and just do it for the sake of people watching. And Lord, we need help because we are prone to be people pleasers. We're prone to want to maybe please the audience instead of pleasing our Father. And so these words are important, Lord. Help us to have good understanding of what you're saying to us. 
Help us to have ears to hear how we can be about seeking first the kingdom and your righteousness. Help us, O Lord. We lay this time at your feet. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. You can have a seat. The kingdom way, how to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. You'll notice that in the very first verse, this is the thesis statement for the section, and it is beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. You could call that the thesis statement or the guiding principle of the sermon or the foundation. So beware, it's a warning. Notice Jesus is talking about righteousness here and he says, practicing your righteousness. Something that you should do, but you gotta beware that you do it in the right way. Now righteousness has been a major theme of the Sermon on the Mount. If you go back to verse 20 of chapter five, Jesus said these stunning words to the first century crowd, I say to you, 520 of Matthew, that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. That is sobering. Dropping down to verse 33 of chapter six, kind of looking at some bookends here, if you will. Jesus says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I'm sure you've heard Matthew 6.33 before. We have a 6.33 service we do, Sunday night apologetic services based on this verse. But how do we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness? This is a priority statement. How do I do that? What does that look like in my everyday life? Well, Jesus is going to give us some insight into that. And this is not a full treatment of what it looks like to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, but these are three important aspects of how to do that. The kingdom way, if you will. Jesus, uh, the last verse of verse 48 was another stunner. He said these words, therefore, Matthew 5, 48, right before we get into chapter six, you are to be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. And some of us, in hearing that verse, want to throw up our hands and say, that's impossible. And that's because our idea of perfect is a little different than the original language here. The, the original language here, the Greek here is teleos. That's the Greek word. And the word has to do with maturity. And a parallel statement in your Bible is this. Be holy as I am holy. Now, God said that in Leviticus 19, and Peter repeated that in the New Testament in 1 Peter chapter 1. And so holiness is our aim. You could say perfection is our aim. No, we're not ever going to get there. We'll, we'll never be as holy as God. We'll never be as perfect as God. But that is our goal. That is our aim, to be more like our Father, to have our minds transformed, to be conformed into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is a work that the Lord's doing in us, but it's a work that we're also, you know, you could say cooperating. We're to walk that out. We're to walk out the good works which he prepared beforehand that we should walk in. So how do we do that? How do we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness? When we open this gospel, we open Matthew, we talked about the gospel of the kingdom, and we said we are to pray the kingdom. We'll look at that next time. We're to preach the kingdom and we're to pursue the kingdom. So here we're talking about how we pursue it. 
Three simple examples. You could call this a three-point sermon. Jesus will talk about giving to the poor or our charitable giving. He will talk about our prayer life. And he will talk about fasting. It makes for three, you know, good bullet points, if you will, if you're taking notes. And Jesus' main thing here is to contrast kingdom authenticity with hypocrisy. Now, we all have heard the word hypocrite before, and this will come up multiple times in Jesus' sermon. What is a hypocrite? Well, the original idea of the word, if you were standing there when Jesus was preaching this, a hypocrite was an actor in a Greek or Roman drama. And the term was not a negative term. In fact, all of us who enjoy movies or the theater or anything like that, we appreciate the talents of a good actor or actress. And we might say that person really got into the part. That person studied, you know, maybe a person from past history or a contemporary individual or even maybe a made-up character. And boy, they became that person. Maybe they became Abraham Lincoln or they became, you know, such and such or so and so. And we're impressed and we would applaud that. Well, in the first century, that's what a hypocrite was. He was an actor taking on an assumed role. And the word, when you look it up in a Greek dictionary, literally means to put on, an a, uh, put on a mask and assume a role. That is positive in the theater, negative in spiritual life. You don't want to be an actor when it comes to the things of God. In the proper setting, assuming a role. In the theater, in a movie, great. TV show, whatever. Fine, we, we appreciate that. But don't be a hypocrite when it comes to the things of the kingdom. Example, you have a family, and let's just say that you get ready for church, and every Sunday that you're getting ready for church, you and your spouse fight in front of the kids, and you, you're vulgar, and, and you're, there's no semblance of anything Christian in your life. But then the moment that you hit the parking lot or the doors, You've got your church mask on. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How you doing, brother? Oh, yeah. And your kids are standing there going. That ain't who he is. That ain't who she is. That's a hypocrite. A hypocrite is not a person struggling with trying to become more holy more mature in their faith. It is not a word about a genuine struggle with sin. We're all right there. I'm right there every single day. I struggle. I want to be authentic. I want to be pure in my faith. But Romans 7 says, I, there's another law working inside me. Paul says, you know, what I want to do, I often don't do. What I hate, sometimes I find myself doing. I think that's a very real struggle and technically, though sometimes we might be hypocritical, we're not technically fitting the description of a hypocrite here. A hypocrite is an actor simply putting on a show. And here, and I know you've seen it already, it's to just simply impress the audience of those around us, not our Father. And so it opens with a warning. Jesus says, beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. See the phrase, to be noticed by them? That's a single Greek word where we get the English word theater. Don't put on a show for people. You've been listening to the Walk in Truth program.
Hey, listening family, Pastor Michael here. Hey, I wanted to just take a moment to celebrate something that the Lord has done, and he's done it through you. Those of you who pray, those of you who give, we are now adding a radio station in San Diego. It is 106.1 FM and 1210 AM K and we are now adding a morning drive time at 5 AM Monday through Friday, and we're going to be on Sunday mornings at 6.30 AM. And we are so grateful for all of you who have been praying, those of you who have become, have become Walk in Truth partners. We've walked through a new door, and we want to walk through more. So if you want to learn more about how to partner with us, it's walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. But we just wanted to say a big thank you and give glory to God for this new radio station. I pray the Lord does wonderful things through it in his name. Amen and amen. Thank you to all our Walk in Truth financial partners. And be sure to check out our Walk in Truth app available in your app store. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walk in Truth. I struggle. I want to be authentic. I want to be pure in my faith. But Romans 7 says there's another law working inside me. Paul says, you know, what I want to do, I often don't do. What I hate, sometimes I find myself doing. I think that's a very real struggle. And technically, though sometimes we might be hypocritical, we're not technically fitting the description of a hypocrite here. A hypocrite is an actor. Simply putting on a show, and here, and I know you've seen it already, it's to just simply impress the audience of those around us, not our Father. And so it opens with a warning. Jesus says, beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. See the phrase, to be noticed by them? That's a single Greek word where we get the English word theater. Don't put on a show for people. Don't make it like it's a theater. So the moment you pray, you know, you have regular, let's just say general vernacular, and then you pray and you go into only King James English because apparently God can't hear prayers except in King James English. Well, you might like to pray in King James. I'm not, I'm not putting you down for that, but I'm just saying, just be you. Just be authentic. God knows who you are. And what he cares more about is your heart, not a show. So just have an authentic faith. Beware. The Lord wants you to practice your righteousness, but there's a right way to do it. Practicing righteousness is a good thing. Paul says, practice these things in Philippians 4, the things that you've seen and heard in me. Practice these things. You ever met somebody and maybe you witness to them and you say, hey, do you know Jesus or do you go to church? And they say, oh, I'm this, I'm Christian or maybe I'm Roman Catholic, but I don't practice. And you're kind of like, you don't practice. What does that mean? Well, if I get a medical form, I check this box. Uh, If someone asks me, I identify as a Christian, but I don't practice. You know, in sports, teams that don't practice get beat. Amen? So we want to see what Jesus has to say about practicing righteousness, but the right way. Not in a theater to be noticed by people, not to put on a mask, Because if we do that, look at verse 1, we will have no reward with your Father who's in heaven. Now you have a Father. Heaven is his throne. Earth is his footstool. And there he is. And he is our main audience, if you will. 
And he loves to reward his children. I want you to see the positive side of this. Even though there's a warning here, the Lord has rewards for us when we do things the right way. And that amazes me. You mean the Lord rewards me when I give with the right heart? Yes. Even though everything I have is from him. Do you know the Lord rewards you when you pray with the right heart? It's a sweet incense to the throne of God. And he rewards you for that. Makes me wonder, what do my prayer rewards look like up in heaven? And when I fast for the right reasons and with the right motive, the Lord rewards me. And I will tell you that kingdom rewards are not just in the future. The kingdom is now. Amen? And while there is a kingdom to come and you know, we, should the Lord tarry, we will end up in heaven and there will be new heavens and a new earth. The kingdom is also now. And the Lord delights to reward his children now. Now, it's not always going to look like maybe a material reward, but it might be a spiritual reward or it might be a material reward. We never know. And so the opening thesis statement, the general principle, verse one, the key word, righteousness, And these examples of giving, verses 2 through 4, if you're taking notes, prayer, verses 5 through 8, and fasting, verses 16 through 18, are three things that we would say, when done right, they take sacrifice, and they take time and discipline, but they can be a beautiful expression of kingdom life, of seeking first the kingdom. But if they're done wrongly... And this is what the Pharisees did. These three aspects, giving to the poor, prayer, and fasting, were a normal part of the scribes and Pharisees' religious life. And Jesus is challenging that. They fasted on Mondays and Thursdays. We, we learn from history. They prayed, and often it was ostentatious, you know, flamboyant kind of prayers to be heard by men. When they fasted, since the people knew what day they fasted, everybody knew when they gave, it, it was more about impressing their buddies than it was about their father in heaven. And so Jesus says, be careful. There is a kingdom way to practice your righteousness, and it is to please your father who's in heaven. That should be our main goal. And so he says, when therefore you give alms or you give to the needy, verse 2, notice it doesn't say if, it says when, Do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites. We've learned what that word is. It's an actor. As they do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be honored by men. Truly I say to you, if this is the way it's done, they have their reward in full. Now I looked up what does it mean to sound a trumpet and I wondered if maybe that was literal. If there was some way that the scribes and Pharisees or other hypocritical people might sound a trumpet. Can you imagine if you were to modernize this and let's say that you give to a charity or you give at church and you have a band that accompanies you and each time you give the band, you strike up the and so-and-so just gave this much money. Well, just know this. If you strike up the music on earth, there'll be no music in heaven. You'll have your reward in full. And we all can appreciate the attaboys and we all appreciate, you know, maybe even being honored in the right setting. But if our main goal is only to give 
to get honor from people. That is the full reward. Jesus says, that's all you're going to get, so you better enjoy it. Now, giving to the needy or to the poor was very important in the nation of Israel. It was actually in the Torah. Deuteronomy 15, 7 through 11 reads this way. If there is a poor man with you, one of your brothers in any of your towns in your land, which the Lord God is giving you, you shall not harden your heart nor close your hand from your poor brother. You shall freely open your hand to him and shall generously lend sufficient for his need and whatever he lacks. Beware, Deuteronomy 15, 9, lest there is a base thought in your heart, saying the seventh year, the year of remission is near, and your eye is hostile toward your poor brother, and you give him nothing. Then he may cry to the Lord against you, and it will be a sin in you. You shall generously give to him, and your heart shall not be grieved when you give to him, because for this thing the Lord God will bless you in all your work and in all your undertakings. For the poor will never cease, Deuteronomy 15, 11, to be in the land. Therefore, I command you, saying, you shall freely open your hand to your brother, to your needy and poor in your land. One writer says, by the first century, there was a well-organized system of relief for the poor based in the synagogues, providing something of what our modern state-sponsored welfare system aims to offer. The funding for this system in Israel depended on the contributions in the tithe for the poor. You've been listening to How to Seek First His Kingdom and His Righteousness, Part 1 on Walk in Truth, Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew 6, 1 through 8. And if you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is always available on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many other podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. And would you please tell a friend about Walk in Truth? We hope today's teaching will be a blessing and uplifting to someone you care about. Would you please encourage a friend or family member to listen to Walk in Truth on this station? If you're listening through your podcast app, please click the share button. Thanks so much for spreading the word about Walk in Truth. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, maybe you're in a situation where rather than being called hypocritical, you've been called legalistic. Maybe somebody just says, man, you're just over the top. You're too blunt, too honest. You just, you just uh, make me uncomfortable, man. <laughs> you know, we talk a lot about hypocrisy, but uh, we could talk a lot about legalism. And is there a happy middle ground where you can lovingly hold people accountable and not be an ogre, so to speak, you know, the, the spiritual police in everybody else's life. How do you find that balance? Well, if people are saying to you, you're a little too harsh or whatever, it wouldn't be a bad thing to do a little soul searching because maybe you are coming across a little on the heavy side. You know, we need a good balance of, uh, you know, truthing it in love as we're told in Ephesians four, speaking the truth in love. Yeah, we can go to people, but we've got to go to them in gentleness and humility. And when we look at Galatians 6, 1 and 2, Matthew 18, you know, going in private, uh, a lot of the corrective passages have a way to do things and a way to do things may be the issue here. That is, it's not wrong to speak the truth, but but do it lovingly. Don't Don't act like you couldn't fall tomorrow to the same thing or that you've arrived. 
And there, I think, you'll have the right heart. I hope that helps. We are coming to the weekend now. And of course, every weekend we have an opportunity to gather with uh, the, the Lord's people at a local fellowship. I happen to pastor Living Truth Christian Fellowship along with five other incredible pastors. And we're in the city of Corona, right on the border of Norco and Corona. And we have three Sunday morning services and a Wednesday evening service. And you can find out uh, about the, the church and what's going on there. What you're hearing on the radio is coming from the pulpit of Living Truth Christian Fellowship. You might be in another state or out of the area, and so you could connect to our teaching if you want more at walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. But I'll just say this. If you're part of a, you know, a good, healthy, faithful church, get plugged in, serve the Lord, worship him corporately, use your gifts and bring him glory and add to his kingdom. Uh, as many as you can, right? Do the work of the king and the kingdom until he comes or until we go to be with him. I pray you'll have a tremendous weekend. Again, if we can help you in any way, reach out to us at walkintruth.com. We'll see you next time. We appreciate our Walk in Truth financial partners. You contribute to our ministry, broadcast, and podcast. As a thank you for your support, we've created the Walk in Truth app. You gotta check it out. It's available in your app store. If you'd like to become a Walk in Truth partner, any amount is appreciated. You can now give on the Walk in Truth app or visit walkintruth.com. And join us Monday for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew 6, 1 through 8, called How to Seek First His Kingdom and His Righteousness. I'm Mike Massaro. On behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.